in this week's episode of ND Vision. But yeah, it's, it's a much more raw and, mm-hmm. and stunning piece. And the first listen, I kid you not, the first listen, the whole film was storyboarded in yeah. my brain. And I just wrote it down. Plus, I, these people aren't celebrities to me. They're Kyle Petty used to be people. my hero, by the way. Did he? Mm-hmm. His mm-hmm. mellow yellow car. Oh, yes. Yep. The mellow, oh, I have an in for you. <laughs> <laughs> we can give him a call right now yeah, if right. you want. <laughs> so this whole, this whole film is actually edited in reverse order. Yeah. Because if you don't have that ending, right. then you don't have as, as as powerful as a film as it is right now. Yeah. Hello and welcome to this episode of ND Vision. I am joined by choreographer extraordinaire Kate Martell. I said choreography the first time. This is the second take. Um, but Kate, tell me about yourself. What got you into wanting to do dance and, and inspire kids? Um, uh, so... When I was little, my mom would watch movie musicals and like a chorus line and um, some really cheesy 80s dance films. Um, oh, Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. That wasn't cheesy, though. That wasn't cheesy. But like, uh, look up Fast Forward. Oh, great cheesy no 80s dance movie. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, and Electric Boogaloo 2. That was, that's a great hip-hop 80s movie. Anyway, so um, she'd watch these awesome movie musicals and dance movies and I would watch them and just try to like be like them. I would recreate them and do it with the movie. And I just always knew like, this is what I wanted to do. And so not a lot of opportunity growing up here. So I, um, just got into theater in high school, but in middle school, I got into marching band and we had winter guard, uh, which is the color guard portion of the marching band in a gym with street music. And um, we were highly competitive, top in the state. Does um, Winter Guard play like during basketball games or is that what it... No, I mean, our season ran the same. So mm-hmm. marching band went from spring through fall. Yep. So we did parades in the spring and summer and then competed in the fall with state championships being in October. And this is in Wellsville? In Wellsville, okay. yep. And then um, uh, Winter Guard would pick up in like two weeks, if that, mm-hmm. after marching band. And then that season ran through April. Okay. So, um, and then we were right back into parade band. Uh, and then the musical was also in early spring, so January to like April. So around, we, I always had winter garden musical rehearsals on the same day at the same time. Oh, so <laughs> yeah, it was, it was fun though, because it was up in the upper gym, which is right behind the theater in Wellsville High School. And so we would have somebody watching our book while we were in Winter Guard, there's like five of us that would do both. And so they'd watch our book while we were at Winter Guard because it has the backstage stairs. And mm-hmm. so they would just come and say, hey, your scene's next. And we'd run up the backstage stairs, go on for our scene, do the scene, come back to Winter Guard. So um, I, that's how I work. I thrive on being constantly busy. <laughs> I just, I don't know, grew up that way. I think that's how most creators work. Is Yeah, is, like we just can't stop. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if we stop, something bad's going to happen. Our it's, brain can't stop. It's true. Yeah, like the, the world will end. <laughs> we can't figure out a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> we can't figure out a microphone. Um, so I got into the musical theater and, um, you know, kind of picked up a lot of, a lot of dance associated with color guard and marching band. Um, and what did you do when you were in winter garden color guard? Garden you color? Flag I did it all. I was flag, um, rifle and saber. Okay. So what's um, a saber? Saber is, is a saber. It's a sword. 
but it's wrapped oh. in plastic. Yeah, but okay. it's an actual sword. Yeah, it's not. It's a thicker sword, so it doesn't have the, like the blade that'll cut you. Right. But it's a thick metal with a thin plastic wrapping over it, and hmm. you would toss it really high in the air and catch it. And if you caught it wrong, and you had to catch. Was it, like it still this. pokey? Um, it had an end, but it wasn't like gonna hurt you. And it usually had. Like, so like, if it came straight down. <laughs> oh yeah, it would. It would stick in into if the ground was soft. It would stick into the ground. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, that seems and, safe to give children <laughs> and you, we threw it really high while dancing underneath it and then yeah. catching it and you can only catch it with a pinch like you pinch it but because you know if you if you catch it like that it's it's not right you have to pinch it um but if you if you caught it like here your hand would go numb because it hit your nerve and your hand would go numb you just gotta keep going <laughs> dead hand so yeah i did it all rifle was my favorite rifle, rifle. Was a giant chunk of chunk of wood yeah yeah which hurt even worse but i loved it it's more blunt yes, <laughs> yes. got hit in the head a couple times i got hit in the ear once i lost hearing for like a day that's fine yeah my ear went numb i couldn't hear out of it for like a day it was fine who were some of your um before you before you got into dance who were some of your mentors in color guard um phil cole Okay. And his daughter, Christina Cole, who was the same age as me, but she was already, she's, she came out of the womb spinning, I Prodigy. swear. Prodigy. Oh, yes. She was. Oh, is this, does Color Guard have like the, the string things that like on the end of a wand where you like go and you spin it? And, okay. I don't know what that's called. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, I know what All you're right. talking about. But, oh, um, yeah, not ours. Some do. The batons. Mm. Yeah, we didn't do batons. Um, but uh, yeah, Christina was amazing. Learned a lot from her. And Phil, who's still a very, very close friend of mine, um, took me forever to call him Phil. It's always Mr. Cole. Um, but then we started working together, and he's like, it's Phil. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's Mr. Cole. <laughs> I still get yelled at by my teachers. It's weird, right? Yeah. Do you have to switch into it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so he was amazing. And uh, right off the bat, I was in eighth grade and put in the rifle line, which never happened. There was a hierarchy then. And so... Um, I was like, uh, really? <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, but thank you for believing in me. And, um, he did, he believed in me all the time and he pushed me hard, um, to where I no longer, I, I am not the kid was never the kid and not the adult to be like, I can't do this. I, I will try everything before I say no, because you never wanted to disappoint him. It wasn't that he was hard on you. It was that you just respected him so much. Right. You never wanted to um, upset him or make him change something. And his mind is brilliant. The, the shows he wrote all the, the shows. So all the movement that you see the marching bands do, mm -hmm. he did that as well as the color guard choreography. And this was before drones. So he had to yes. like stand up on the bleachers. And, yes. Oh. And it was pen and paper or pencil and paper. It was yeah. not even like now they have computers to do it. He yep. didn't have a computer. He had paper. He did all 15 minute shows with four songs with tons of like 30 sets or more, which is like each movement is a set. Okay. Um, he'd do it with paper. This is the nineties. Yeah. I saw, I, I saw behind the scenes on like TikTok. I think it was where whoever, whatever the college is where the dude runs out and he like, Oh, Ohio. Back. Yeah. He did yeah. set back. Like they, they did a the, drone shot and how like, walk. Yeah. he just looks at the drone footage and yeah. And guides he's people. good. Yeah. Um, that, what that run he does, it's called the cakewalk. Oh um, yeah. It's really, he's really good. Um, so you just never wanted him to look at you and be like, all right, I'm going to fix that. And you never wanted to be that person. Right. I didn't anyway want to be that person. And so he would literally have me run from the 45 or like the 30 to the opposite 30, like in eight counts. Like Katie, oh. can you get from here to here in eight counts? I'd be like, so what's an eight count like one, two, three, yeah, four, an eight count five. of music. Six, yeah, it depends seven, on how fast the song was. Yeah, oh. <laughs> so and uh, and like jazz run, like can it, you, like you can't just run run, like you got to dance run, like it's called a jazz run. 
And so I'd be like, uh, I don't know. Give me a minute. Let me figure it out. I'll get there somehow. And this is and with your, your wooden sword? Or while doing saber. choreography. Yeah. yeah. So it's not just like, you know, stop what you're doing and run. I now also have to do choreography with whatever I'm, my prop is. And whether, choreography leads into dance too. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Choreography for Winter Guard, choreography for Color Guard. So it's just the making of movement is choreography. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, I'm having to do that while trying to get here to here in eight, eight counts, ten counts, you know. And, I, and so I would try everything. And he'd be like, no, I don't think you can do it. I, I, it's okay. I'll change it. I'm like, no, I, I will do it. <laughs> just give me a minute. <laughs> and, and I would always do it. But because of that, that was such good. It wasn't it, – it's – he was never hard on us in a, in a negative way. Yeah. He always had expectations of us um, and always in a really good way. And it taught me so much not to give up on something so quickly and mm-hmm. that I can problem solve this. Give me a minute and I will, I will get there. If I physically can't after 20 tries, then we'll change it. But I will get there. And most of the time I got there. So I think, I think, I think a lot of teachers, um, whether it's in the arts or in anything, are kind of afraid to push kids now. Yeah, I think so too. We I had to agree. actually like tell one of our kids' teachers, like, no, send 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 them to the principal's office if they're bad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, Bill and I have had that conversation. <laughs> we've worked at Wellsville for the last couple of years with yeah. the marching band, and we've had that conversation of like, wow, this is totally different. Like, even how we talk about training mm-hmm. and things we used to say, not they weren't negative, but yeah. you can't say them now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's just the expectations are completely different, and it's a whole other world. So we have that conversation often. That, but it also made us who we are. Like mm-hmm. I, it. Everything he taught me, I still use today, and it taught me to be who I am. Yeah, and you hear about like the old, the old um, school teachers when like Wellsville or Sio or anybody like Rigby and Sio or something. Whenever they'd be winning, you always hear the students talk about how much of a dick they were, <laughs> but they were winning. Yeah, like you know. <laughs> but we won a lot, and our instructors were amazing. Yeah, like Mr. Haldeman was outstanding. They taught us the how to win without relying on winning mm-hmm. and how to be. So Mr. Cole would always say color guard is a perfect sport. It's about being perfect and you have to be perfect while also ingraining in us that perfect is something that you can never achieve, yeah. but you can get as close to it as you can and you can work hard for it as long as you know, because I am also a perfectionist. So that can go in a bad direction for me, but I never felt that way in color guard and winter guard. I never beat myself up. I was always like, okay, I'm going to get as close as I can to perfection. And because it's a team sport, the color guard mm. all has to be together in perfect timing. Um, so he would always say this is, this sport is about perfection. Yeah. But without being like, if you're not perfect, you suck. Never came out of their mouths. Mm-hmm. And it was never, oh, you won or you lost or, or you only got second or you only got third in this competition. I can't believe because there are our instructors that are that way. Ours, our whole team of drumline, um, the band and the color guard, our whole team of instructors were so loving and but pushed you in yeah. a good, healthy way. And they were like, okay, last week your score was this, and this week your score was this. We've gone up this way. And they, they went over all the judges' tapes with us. They went over the judges' comments because they were cassette tapes back then, the judges' tapes. <laughs> and so we'd listen to them on the bus on the way home because we had, like, the cassette players. Yeah. And they'd give us the judges' tapes because there was three, three or four color guard judges, timing judges, marching band judges, uh, visual overall. Like, there was tons of judges. So we all had these tapes that we'd listen to on the bus ride home. Cassettes were, like, one of the shortest-lived, 
lived, <laughs> weren't they? Like things for music and like yeah. in video, it's either beta or laser disc. Yeah, not 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 DVD. Right, it's like right. laser disc or beta. Right, exactly. Yeah, cassettes <laughs> did not live long, even though it felt like they did. Yeah, they did not live long. But yeah, we would they would they would share all that with us. They'd give us the judges sheets. They never held it back. They they were very open with everything, and we knew our scores. We mm-hmm. we we knew our scores, and we were always out to beat our last best. It wasn't like oh, we're gonna go beat this this school this week we're gonna go do we're gonna win or we're you know we were never that way we're like okay we have a good show as long as we keep on path and we do our best we're gonna we're gonna up our score right and we were always within top three of um the state so my senior year was devastating but at the same time we never felt the devastation yeah um because we had the best show in the state and and the judges said that you have the best show in the state uh we did the planets by holtz which is really really difficult music um and it was the color guard show was really difficult except for mine (laughs) i was the only senior and so I circled the 50. I went from the 45 to the 50 to the other 45 to the 50. And I had a dance solo, so I went back around. That was the one time I ran. And then at the end of the show, I ran all the way to the back of the field in about 16 counts. <laughs> so did you not get into dance until college then? Like true, yeah. truly dance? I never took my first dance class until college. My okay. first official dance class. I mean, I took dance. Right. But not like in a studio dance class with a dance teacher. Mm-hmm. I learned from color guard choreographers. I learned from theater choreographers, um, you know, in the hallway during the musical one of the choreographers would teach me tap and things like that it just wasn't the program around for me that fit Mm -hmm. my schedule or anything um and at that point I wasn't thinking I'm going to be a dancer I was thinking I'm going to be in theater I'm going to do musical theater I'm going to go on Broadway and all this stuff but I was also heavily focused on marching band and winter guard um so it was um Mark Dibble then was my next mentor he Mm -hmm. was our theater director in Wellsville for um, three out of the four of my shows. And um, he was so hard. He was hard and could be negative at times. There are less of us who loved him than there was <laughs> of the other side. Um, but I'm one that loved him. And um, uh, he did a lot of good for me, helped me out a lot. He actually is the one that, that pushed me to go to Fredonia. I actually was supposed to go to St. Bonaventure. I got into St. Bonaventure yep. because... The whole theater team came from Olean, and okay. the choreographers came from St. Bonaventure. And so I already knew them, had a relationship with them. They were teaching me in the hallway. I loved them. Cool, I'm going to go to St. Bonaventure. And Fred's uh, more of an artistic school, though. Fred is the better school. Yeah. Yeah, for, for the arts. Yeah, absolutely. that's what I mean. For yeah, um, It's the best theater school this side of New York City. Mm-hmm. And um, But I was like Bonaventure. I don't know why. I had just my sights on Bonaventure. And... Um, were so you I, uh, um, I was at the time. Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm Presbyterian. Learn something new every day. Um, I know. <laughs> um, but I mean, we were like Christmas once in a while Catholics. We didn't really. <laughs> oh. Outing me on the podcast. Um, <laughs> oh, no, <I> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was. At, that was the goal was Bonaventure, and then we were having all sorts of issues with Bonaventure, paperwork mm-hmm. issues, and then all of a sudden, I mean, we were. My dad was so frustrated with Bonaventure. I remember this so well. He had repeat paperwork all the time, and um, we were like two or three weeks before move-in date, mm-hmm. still having issues with financial aid paperwork, oh, and um, then. I got a call from Mr. Dibble and he said, Hey, they have fired the entire theater staff. Don't go to Bonaventure. I'm like, what do you mean? Don't go to Bonaventure. I'm moving in in three weeks. And he's like, don't go to Bonaventure. I think 
they're trying to eliminate the program. Oh, geez. They, I don't know if, if they, I, I didn't follow what actually happened after that. I was just a panic. <laughs> you know, I'm in a what panic year was state. This, this was, uh, I graduated in 1999. So it was, yeah, the fall of 99. <gasps> you were alive with Y2K. I was. <laughs> I made it through Y2K. Same. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old. Uh, <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, so I, he goes, you need to go to Fredonia. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't even think I applied to Fredonia. And um, I had, um, but I had applied to a bunch of schools. And, but my goal was always, as, was always Bonaventure. So um, I called up Fredonia and they said, yep, you were accepted, um, but we're tripled in freshmen. So we have no room for you. Oh. Because again, everyone's moving in in three weeks. Yeah. So uh, they said, give us until January because a bunch of kids always drop out or transfer. Um, and we'll get you in. And so I ended up going to JCC for my first semester in Olean. Okay. And but that's fine, though. I mean, because the, no, first, the yeah. first times you have to get away out of like, worked, the math. and the, Yes, exactly. Stuff. It worked perfectly for me because I got all most of my core curriculum out of the way. Saved some money. Yep. Stayed, stayed with mom and dad. Um, and it was great because Phil Cole's daughter, Christina, who I was really close with, she was also going to JCC while mm-hmm. waiting to go to her school as well. Oh, nice. And so we we had a lot of the same classes, went to lunch together every day. It was really awesome. And um, so I got a lot of the core curriculum out of the way and transferred in. But because JCC doesn't have a theater program, I was mm-hmm. an English student, which my oh. English professor grandmother loved. <laughs> And um, she she was not pleased when I changed my major. So, I go, but that was the plan: go to Fredonia, change the major back to theater, and and do theater. So I go to Fredonia in January, and I had to transfer in as an English student. Was and I signed up for my first official dance class with Gailey Summerton, mm-hmm. uh, who would then change my life. And um, so I was in jazz one. And I was taking theater classes, but I also had a biology course. I had to take human biology for another core curriculum class and um, grew up in the medical world. My parents were both EMTs, grew up down at the ambulance bay. I'd play with the, the you know, CPR mannequins. I thought you were going to say I'd play with the body. <laughs> <laughs> There's no body there. <laughs> the bodies don't go there, no. Um, um, no, I, all the mannequins. Yeah. Um, so I like, I, I tubed a mannequin when I was nine years old because I was playing with it, you know, yeah. and I successful tube. Um, the only thing we couldn't play with, my brother and my sister were down there too. The only thing we couldn't play with was- You have the, a brother? I have a brother and an older sister. I'm the youngest. I knew you had a sister. I didn't know you had a brother. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. His name's Chris. Hi, Chris. Um, (laughs) He lives in Westville. He's still with the ambulance corps. And um, so we we would play with all... I read medical books when I was bored because that's all that was down there. It's not like a kid-friendly environment. Yeah. And um, so I grew up reading EMT books, playing with these mannequins and doing all that. And I think that was actually my first foyer into acting before I even got into oh. theater was down at the Amos Corps because I would be the victim <laughs> for the trainings. Mm-hmm. So they would like have these car crash trainings and they would put us in this wrecked car mm-hmm. and my brother and my sister and I would be in the back seat and they people would have to learn how to extricate the victims. Yeah. And so I would be like you know, in the back seat they of the saw car. the jaws of death like out. Yeah, no, that we weren't near any of that. Oh, okay. That's dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> no, the children weren't near that. But like you the know, children, <laughs> the children. But you know, they'd have to do the vital assessment yeah. and get you out of the car. But you, want, we were put on backboards, oh. <laughs> and removed from cars, okay. and um, you know, all we really had to do was sit there. But Katie's like <laughs> extra, like extra, <laughs> like. And, I know. I got that actually during the EMT exam. So the final exam for EMTs, they have to assess people. And so we would be 
the victims. Yeah. And I'd be laying on the floor and they'd have to do the vital assessment. And I shallowed my breath. I learned how to shallow my breathing doing this. Mm -hmm. I'd been doing this for a long time at this point. And so I'm laying on the floor and I'm breathing, but very shallow. And I can just see the color like go from their face because this is their exam. And I was young enough to not realize that was inappropriate and probably not fun. I am my father's daughter. We are jokesters. Yeah. And um, not the moment though. And their color would just go from their face and they'd lead down to me and they go, are you breathing? (laughs) And I'd go, yeah. And they'd go, (laughs) because they couldn't find my breath sounds. Yeah. It was really funny. Um, So I actually, that was the first first entrance into acting was being a victim for yeah. the Amos Bay. Um, but yeah, so we used to do that. And so I was just chatting one day with my human biology professor and told him about that. And he was like, you tubed a mannequin when you were nine? I'm like, yeah, I was bored. And he was like, you need to be a doctor. And I'm like, well, I thought about that when I was little, you know, when you ask a kid what they want to be, yeah. I want to be a doctor. And he's like, no, you need to be a doctor. And I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. I wanted to be a um, snowplow man. Did you? truck driver. Yep. Yeah. That's yep. awesome. I, just, I don't know why. Now, I still love shoveling snow. now you snow. plow? Yeah. No, I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I plow. Do you? I was like, do you have a little ATV and you like plow Andover? No, my parents do, but I do. I like, I'll, I'll go over and I'll help my, my, my neighbor shovel out and I'll make, I'll make trails in the snow oh, for the yay. kids and for myself. And <laughs> I'll do igloos. I, don't know. I practice medicine from time to time. No, I really don't. <laughs> I am um, certified, but I don't do that. But um, so yeah, he was like, "I'm gonna treat you like a medical student. Yeah, you're gonna go into into pre med." And I'm like, "I don't think I am, but okay." And um, he did. He treated me like a pre med student all semester. Every time we had an exam, I had to go meet with him, go over all the questions I got wrong until I got them right. Yeah. And um, then at the same time, the same semester, Gailey, in my jazz class, she's like, "You need to be a dancer." Yeah. And I'm like, "Gailey, I'm not a dancer." In my brain, a dancer started at two, and she's like, "No, you need to go into the dance track." From the theater department. These are two very separate paths. <laughs> very separate paths that I'm being One fought, is a lifetime of pain and stress and anxiety. <laughs> um, respect to all the medical field. Uh, yes. People. And then the other is a, a time of pain and suffering. And, and stress. <laughs> <laughs> in a whole other manner, yes. But on at the least body. you're not dealing with people's lives. Exactly. So there's exactly. a different There's no stress. lives hanging in the balance right. other than mine. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I was a very sick child, actually, growing up. I was always in the hospital, always okay. in the ER. And back then... Um, when you had, I had asthma and and I would always have pneumonia and bronchitis and I was always in the hospital. And because back then, if you went to the ER for an asthma attack, you're Mm. admitted for a week. This is the eighties, you know, and no parents were allowed to stay. So I was, uh, after visiting hours were over, I was alone. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I was, I was around medicine a lot. And, um, so he was pushing me hard. Gailey's pushing me hard to, to go on the dance track in the theater department. And, um, so what, what the deciding factor was was Patch Adams. So oh yeah, yeah, Patch. Robin. He yeah. was he was our generation's like oh my gosh, yeah, saint. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, but the real Patch Adams came to Fredonia to give oh, really? a talk. Yeah, and uh, again, everyone was like, oh my god, Robin Williams coming to Fredonia. We're like, <laughs> no, that was a real that's a real dude named yeah. Patch Adams coming to Fredonia. Oh yeah, so that came out in '98. So he was still alive when the movie came out. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. There's oh yeah, I think Patch Adams is still alive now. I don't think he's passed. Robin is. Robin has, sadly. R.I.P. I know, sad. Um, so my biology professor required me to go. I think I was the only person on campus required to go see Patch Adams. And um, he's like, this is going to make you be a doctor. Mm-hmm. And Patch Adams is one of the most 
amazing human beings I've ever met in my life. Very influential, very inspiring person. His story is incredible. He was, was a, his name Patch Adams. Yeah. His name's Patch Adams. Oh, okay. yeah. And, um, his hospital in I think Virginia is zoomed tight. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We're just blowing people's eardrums out. Just now. <laughs> um, and it's free and it's free. He doesn't yeah. charge anyone. That's like the basis. Well, he can't thing. though, because then it would be medical. Like, wasn't that part of the movie that oh, I don't he's not practicing actual medicine i mean he is he is he's but, a real doctor but he's not but but his yeah. practice isn't like yeah th- there's a loophole around what he's doing yeah, yeah. But, so he doesn't have to charge because he doesn't believe in, the, in right. the, the health insurance industry um but he was a clown first yeah he was a he was a trained clown mm-hmm. and he was clowning a lot during that and laugh making us all laugh and cry uh, i mean um the story in the movie of him and the woman the the love story that was actually his best friend and he was a guy oh. but hollywood made it the love story and he's like and and, but that what actually happened to her happened to him oh and yeah and he's like you know he'd love it that hollywood made him a girl (laughs) (laughs) he'd just think it was so funny and uh so he's really inspiring man and he inspired me in the complete opposite direction oh (laughs) i was like you know what i was such a sick kid and i i was i'm still so scared of needles from everything i went through and i i just I was like, why would I want to make kids cry mm-hmm. when I can make kids laugh? Yeah. And so instant, instantly before I left that that um, theater, I, I knew what I was going to do. And um, he was very sad and not happy with me, but Gailey was fantastically happy with me. <laughs> Isn't and it funny how inspiration comes from the most unlikely sources sometimes yeah, absolutely it's wild absolutely <laughs> it is it is completely wild and um yeah that was a really crucial moment that i'll never forget and i was just like you know i was that kid mm-hmm. and i could be that doctor to make them happy but you're not when they're sick and you're having to do things to them like give them needles and yeah. blood draws and stuff you're not going to make them happy no matter how much you make them laugh so i want to inspire kids and and make kids happy and bring mm-hmm. them joy and the arts is how I'm going to do that. So I went into the dance track. So you danced through college, got yep. your degree. Yep. Um, I am. So I do apologize. I'm going to move us forward because I want to oh, talk about, I want to talk about this yeah, latest no, you're project. Good. You're good. Um, so, but you moved back to Wellsville. Um, I did, did you, for did, a minute. Okay. Yeah. I went to North Carolina, um, and taught down at Victory Junction. Okay. So I was hired as the theater counselor, for their first year open. It's, All right. it's a NASCAR themed camp for kids with oh, life threatening illnesses. Kyle Petty. This is where I met Kyle Petty. Okay. Him and his his family owned the camp. And um I grew up in racing as well. Mm-hmm. So um I honestly got the job by accident. Um I was just going to I was right out of college. I was yep. home. No idea what you're gonna do with a theater degree in Wellsville. And um trying to process that, figure that out with join the players club with my dad going, which yeah, that's not paid. So <laughs> like my dad would be like, so what you're going to do? Kate? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, um, I don't know. And so, um, my father was, had been diagnosed with cancer at this point. And what year was this? Um, so this was two thousand. I graduated in 2003. This was 2004. Okay. I was teaching at the Wellsville um, community center. Yep. I taught dance there for um, my first year out of college. And so then in 2004, I um, applied for this job. My dad had been diagnosed in 2001. Okay. He was given two months to two years to live. So at this point, we're on borrowed time, you yeah. know. And uh, a lot of the time when somebody that close to you is dealing with cancer, you feel very helpless. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't know what to do. 
how to help my dad other than, you know, just support him. But I felt the need to do something. And I knew the Petty family was opening this camp for kids with mm -hmm. life-threatening illnesses. And so I got on the website to see how I could donate or do something. Can I do an event for you? Like, what can I do? And it had job openings, theater counselor. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I have never been to camp a day in my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am not going to get this job, but it would be a really good interview experience right, right out of college. So I um, applied, got the phone interview, and got the job on the first phone interview. I literally did not expect this job at all. Wow. And so I'm on the phone for like almost two hours. I get off the phone, my parents go, so how'd it go? And like, you know, what'd you think of the experience? And I said, um, I'm moving to North Carolina in two weeks. Yeah. And they're like, what? I'm like, I don't know. Talk about timing. <laughs> I know. It was people, well, I mean, theater people were probably weren't looking into NASCAR, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> so, exactly. And, and I was a NASCAR person. They weren't looking for NASCAR people. They, yeah. didn't, they wanted the foot, because drivers were going to be on camp every day, and they yeah. didn't want people fawning over the drivers. They wanted mm. to focus on the kids. And so they made it very clear to me that my resume and my education far outweighed the fact that I grew up in, in NASCAR. And I'm like, plus, I, these people aren't celebrities to me. They're Kyle Petty used to be people. my hero, by the way. Did he? Mm -hmm. His mellow yellow car. Oh, yes. Yep. The mellow, oh, I have an in for you. <laughs> we give him a call right now yeah, if right. you want. <laughs> um, yeah, we still stay in touch. He came and saw my dancers this summer at Watkins Glen. I, I was able to uh, work a little magic, and he came over and met my dancers. You need to invite him to the premiere. <gasps> I should. You should. Yeah, it's right up his alley. I, would, I definitely would. Um, so he actually loved the fact that I was in racing. I was the yeah. only one out of like 100 counselors that had racing experience, mm -hmm. and so he could talk racing with me. Yeah. And uh, a funny quick story as we were on camp, um, we had, there were cars everywhere because it's a NASCAR themed camp. So yep. there's race cars everywhere. And um, a ton of mostly Duke football players. Okay. And they had never seen a race car in their life. Oh, this is Carolina, right? North Carolina. Yeah. And um, we're in the hot sports. We're in, we're in the midst of NASCAR country, <laughs> you know, and football, Duke mm -hmm. football. So, um, we're having to move. Some of the cars are mounted. Some of the cars are movable. And so he, we had to, there was one from Watkins Glen that was actually raced by him in Watkins Glen. And he'd, he'd look at me and he'd go, Katie, we got to go move your car. And I'm like, I, I didn't drive here. <laughs> <laughs> My brother drove me here and dropped me off. And um, so he'd be like, no, the car from Watkins Glen. And he just called it my car. And I'm like, okay, cool. We're moving it. So him and I walk over. There's a group of guys, guy counselors there. Mm -hmm. And they cannot figure out how to get in the car. <laughs> Kyle's laughing so hard and we waited like I don't know five ten minutes they just cannot figure out how to get in the window of yeah. the car they can't fit in the window and so Kyle goes do you want to do it or do you want me to do it and I went oh no I want to do it yeah. and so I walk over there and I go excuse me and I pop the steering wheel off and pull it out and I said get in the car and they're like oh what? And they get in the car and I put the steering wheel back on and Kyle is crying. He's laughing so hard. And I was like, y'all just drive the car. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, if you want to know how to tear it apart, I could tell you that too, because my dad taught all of that in NASCAR. He was the educator on how to, how to, um, cut the cars with jaws of life and all that. Wow. So I know how to do all that. I know such random things. Um, my brain is full. Uh, so we did that. And then, um, funny thing i'm terrified of flying mostly because of victory junction mm -hmm. so i my brother drove me there i come home I, I have to fly home never flown a day in my life right and this is the furthest i've been away from my family ever and um my when i the day i was leaving camp um hurricane charlie was coming into north carolina damn it charlie dang it um so 
camp was flooding and they're driving me to the airport. And I'm like, is this safe? Like, what is happening? Why am I going to the airport if camp is flooding? Yeah. And my flight's still on. Um, never been to an airport in my life. And so I get there. My family's all up here celebrating my grandparents' 50th wedding anniversary. My dad calls me and he goes, I just want to apologize right now. And I go, why? What? He booked the flight because I was oh. too busy. <laughs> and um, we didn't have a lot of time to be on the computer because it was all about the kids. And um, he's like, I'm, I thought it would be funny, but now it's not. And I'm like, what? What's not funny? What? What did you do? Yeah. He put he put me on a puddle jumper. Oh. <laughs> an eleven seat plane <laughs> for my first flight. And he's like, had it been a normal day, it would have been hilarious. Yeah. But now that there's a hurricane hitting and they're actually going to fly, all I had in my head was the Buddy Holly story. Yeah. Is this the same plane? And I'm like, we're we're going, we're flying, we're really flying. They're like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die like Buddy Holly. <laughs> and I was sobbing because my anxiety was so high and I was really sad to leave camp. There was a lot of emotions. And so I got pulled aside and like swammed my shoes and everything for bombs. I think they oh, were geez. like, this woman's so distraught. Something's wrong. Because <laughs> this is... This full is, cavity. <laughs> You're a full cavity, Sarge. <laughs> <laughs> this is Greensboro, North, North Carolina. It's not even like a major hub, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I literally was pulled away from everyone else. I'm like, is this normal? What is happening? And they made me sit down. They took my shoes. And I'm like, what is happening? And then I get on this plane and I'm still sobbing. And there was, the plane was not full. So there's maybe like six people on this plane and the crew. And they go, are you, the one woman goes, are you okay? And I said, no. And they're like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I've never flown before. And they go, the whole plane went, (laughs) and this is your first flight? And I was like, yeah. And they go, oh, girl. And they're like all rubbing my back. A good, like, I mean, it's a good it first was, flight because it, it can't get much worse than that. <laughs> no, but have you ever been through a uh, an airport with a bag full of metal post 9-11? No. I have. Yeah, I have. I have flown through a hurricane, though. Did you? Surprisingly, yeah. The one we, I uh, flew last out year, of it. That's why we flew. We flew We the flew other directly into it. No. Last year, for uh, we went down to... Pass. Um, where did we go? Where, where's, what are some Florida things? What's above Miami? Everything? Fort. Fort. No, I feel like it's a fort. Anyways, yeah, so during that hurricane, we flew down. It was going through Tampa as we were going down. Mm. We were like right around, so we went like a little bit this way. No, I've been on a cruise ship right close to one. Wouldn't do that again either. Um, But no. Fort Lauderdale. Fort Ah! Lauderdale. That's where we flew. Um, So I was working at... 171 Cedar Arts Center, which is Mm -hmm. a dance studio in Corning. Okay. Uh, So this is the following year. And, um, I, the, the whole studio was stopping like selling shoes. They weren't going to sell shoes anymore. They had this Mm -hmm. closet full of tap shoes. There was like 50 tap shoes. And I said, I'm going to camp next week. I'll buy all the tap shoes, donate them to camp, teach a little tap class while I'm there. Kids will love it. Yeah. And, um, cause I set up the, the theater program and the, the costume closet and all that. I'm like, I bought all 50 pairs of tap shoes. So I'm flying down. And so I have a big suitcase for my clothes. I have another large suitcase just full of mm-hmm. metal <laughs> post 9-11. Yeah. And I knew it going in. I'm like, here we go, folks. Katie's going to get swabbed again <laughs> for bombs. And so they take my bags and they put them through the x-ray machine. And the guy looks at the monitor and he looks at me and he looks at the monitor and he looks at me and I just go, yep. And he goes, step aside, please. I said, I figured. <laughs> and there, I had to answer all these questions. I'm like, I'm just taking them down to kids 
at Victory Junction. They're tap shoes. Yeah. It's fine. There's no weapons in there. It's just a box full of metal. Um, so that was fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then I came home from Victory Junction uh, to help my parents raise Ryan, my mm-hmm. nephew who has autism. Because yep. uh, I was actually offered from Kyle himself a job permanently in North Carolina. Um, but family first has always yeah. been my thing. I actually gave up uh, also an opportunity for a professional dance in New York because at this point we're on borrowed time with my dad. My dad's my best friend. I'm not right. going to spend all that time away from him. Family has always been more important to me. Um, so I came home and I just kind of taught at random studios around New York State, choreographed mm-hmm. for studios, choreographed for Winter Gardens. I did a lot of Hinsdale stuff. Um, uh, here and there, I'd go over and, and work with Phil on different parts of things, and um, yeah, and so you st- so you worked for a bunch of studios, mm-hmm. and then I met you at the last studio that you worked for because mm-hmm. you had me come in and do a video. Yep, a um, marketing video, which went really well. Yeah, actually. that was fun. Uh, and then, like, I think it was like the next year, <laughs> you were like, "Hey, <laughs> so I've decided to start so. my own studio," uh, and then we did the we did kind of like the opening. In, in the uh, the gardens. The announcement in the garden. Yeah, yeah. in the gardens. Yeah. We, do- we talked about that this weekend, that whenever I text you, so yeah. I, have, <laughs> I have something. I have something in my brain. Yeah. Um, I'm just like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in Bradley's garden. We got special permission to do it at Bradley's garden. Rooftops. <laughs> <laughs> I, sent, I, sent te- I sent Nick a text <laughs> almost two years ago. It was a while ago. For, for, for this, this film, yeah. No, that was it was the beginning of this year. Yeah, and I said, so, how do you feel about rooftops? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, what? And I went, we need to have a meeting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I was going into the principal's office because your 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 studio, um, Martel Dance Academy, is on Main Street right next to Beef House. Mm-hmm. And I went in there, and you're just sitting on a little stool, and there was one other little chair. No, 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 there wasn't a chair. It was a speaker. I think I think I sat on the speaker, or you were sitting on the speaker. Anyways, I don't know. Um, but the, but this actually, um, let's rewind a little bit, just real yeah. quick, just for, for, for you did um, until we rise two years ago. That was two years ago. And still we rise. Yeah. And still we rise. Yep. Yep. Two years ago. And um, the giant movie. <laughs> <laughs> Not sponsored by Giant. Yet. Giant. What's also up? sponsored. Giant. Hit me up. <laughs> Uh, your sign is in every single shot. Yeah. Plus the guy with the cell phone. Oh yeah, that <laughs> snuck in there somehow. Um, but you you did that was your first um, dance film. That was my first film. Yep. That we produced at five in the morning. Uh, <laughs> then we had to wait for fog. It's fun working with Katie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was all through the the facet green space. Yeah, that was through that was facet green space. Um, that mm. was I I just was trying. It was a trial film for me. Yeah, I wanted to know if I could work in that medium because it's a completely different way of thinking yep. about choreography. With a stage, it's two dimensional. Like people are viewing it from one perspective only, mm-hmm. um, uh, and you can bring them out in the audience, but it's still one perspective only. Whereas with film, especially when we utilize your drone, mm. um, it's every single direction possible how does it look from the air how does it look from this especially in the garden it was so cool yeah when they were just running except for the corn yeah (laughs) but listen if you (laughs) haven't seen that film it is out it is out it is on youtube and you can go watch it it is an award winner um it it won a lot of awards it Mm -hmm. was just kind of again it was my um kind of like tester film can i do this Mm -hmm. and it did have a good message an important message at the time coming out of lockdowns and things Mm -hmm. and hope and a new day rising um but it was short minute 30 um can i do this 
what is the film festival world like? Mm -hmm. um, and I submitted it going, a minute 30 film is not going to get anything, but at least I'll learn because yeah. every festival is different. There is a lot of stuff happening in the film festival world. And I did learn a lot. Um, and I did that knowing this was coming. Yeah. I already had the, the thought. Did you already have Oh, this? yeah. I already oh. had it in mind. I just didn't know how I was going to do it mm -hmm. because I'd never done it. So like, I need to do this, test it, see what I'm going to do. And then, but I already had the concept in mind, just not the rooftop part, just the sure. mental health part. And I said, so this is, this is a good way to learn. And so I submitted to like tons of film festivals, <laughs> tons of them just to learn. Cause, and, mm -hmm. and then I, as we, we won the, um, or we were finalists for new, for Niagara Falls. Yep. And, once that, that was the first one that accepted us. Mm -hmm. And once that happened, it opened up the world of invite only festivals, which mm -hmm. I had no idea about. And all of a sudden I'm getting all these invitations yeah. to apply for festivals. And I was like, okay, sure. You want my film? You can have it. And, um, so I learned a lot from that and it really helped with this project and yeah. knowing what I wanted to do and, and how to get it done. Mm -hmm. Um, which I'm really glad we did the first one. And yeah, because I have no, <laughs> I had no idea how to film dance. <laughs> I know. I'm, already, I know. I'm, I'm just like, oh, let's do this. I know, I know how to film. You do. I know how to make things Absolutely. look pretty. Yes. But, but there the is, first, a, it's the a whole first other edit, animal. I was like, so Nick, everything's out of order. Yeah. Because mm. you're used to doing the marketing videos. Yeah. And, uh, which it didn't matter what order it was in, but I'm, right. and you're like, order? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it goes with the song. Yeah. <laughs> and there was like mistakes that I didn't, that not me, the dancers Yeah, the, made. the dancers, um, there were some takes that, should not be used. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. It looks good to me. <laughs> I ruined some takes because of the drone. And oh, like, no. I, I can't not hide and not see it because I need to see the take. You yeah. know, because again, you don't know what's good and what's yep. bad in a dance take. And so having me hide around the corner in a building and I can't <laughs> see what's happening was driving me crazy. So I'd peek out and you'd be like, Katie, you're in the shot. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it. The, the best place to be when filming is behind the videographer or the cinematographer. It's the best place to be because <laughs> you know you're safe <laughs> if you're behind them. <laughs> you running around that yeah. garden? I got so much exercise that day. I was so sad I didn't film that <laughs> because we were too busy laughing. Mm -hmm. Like I had the dancers running full bore through yeah. this labyrinth and Nick's like, okay, I got to do individual shots of each one. And I don't even think you got one shot of Andrew because he was so fast. He was very fast. You could not keep up through the labyrinth with him. He's got those long legs and mm -hmm. he's like a speed demon he definitely danced like a gazelle for sure he did um but it was cool though because i mean the the facet green space was new mm -hmm. at that point and then uh you had just opened up yeah it was a collaboration studio. with them so it was yeah. really it was so that it was also mm -hmm. they could use it for marketing and they have right. and yeah um so you called me earlier this year and you're like hey <laughs> and you sent me the rooftop message so we went down and mm -hmm. I uh, str strategically talked you out of the roof rooftops just from liabilities. No, no, it would have been so <laughs> cool if we could do that. But I, I think know, what I'm came sad. of it actually is better, Way better. than what it would have been. Way better. And this is been. what happens in the film process, yep. right? Like it, the original idea is there, mm -hmm. but there's many iterations from the original thought. But the, the theme is still alive yep. and well. Actually, a lot of things that happened in this film were just purely by chance. Agreed. That it just worked out. Agreed. Yeah, um, it was. Having Riley, Riley. was a yeah. big help. Yeah, Riley uh, was amazing. She slayed it. So yeah. tell me about, tell me what this, um, tell me what this film is about. So this film is about 
uh-huh. um, mental health struggles. Mm-hmm. And um, because I myself have struggled in the past, I have OCD and depression mm-hmm. and um, felt very, very alone, which a lot of, a lot of people do if mm-hmm. you're struggling with anything. Um, it doesn't feel like anyone understands you. It doesn't feel like anyone does, especially with OCD, you have like little things like hand washing. I hand wash all the time. And I'm like, nobody else does this in the world. I am a like complete crazy, like nobody gets this. And it was very isolating. And I felt very alone for a long time because nobody talks about it. Yep. It, it's, it still has that stigma that nobody feels comfortable talking about it when we have to talk about it so that you don't feel so alone and so isolated. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get in, into really dark places and you really start to struggle and um, feeling like nobody will ever understand you and nobody will ever love you. So um, that's where I came from with this concept is that I want to show people that you are not the only one struggling with this. You, there are many of us that have, have the same thing. We feel the same way. Mm-hmm. We do the same things. And um, just kind of take that stigma away and help comfort people so they realize. So the concept of the film is um, somebody who's struggling mm-hmm. and so isolated into themselves into what they're feeling that they don't see the other people that are struggling at no point in the film does Riley see Mm -hmm. the other people um except for like at at the well she's she's in front of them so she still doesn't see them technically but uh (laughs) in the in the end sequence um in her head she she they're all there but um throughout throughout Wellsville and our different locations, she never, Mm -hmm. she's strategically placed. So she never sees the other people who are struggling Mm -hmm. um, because that is the world. We can walk by anybody who uh, might be struggling worse than we are, or, you know, has the same issues going on, but we never say it. You can't see it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have a physical manifestation. So um, that was the point of the film. And when you, when you, um, basically when you gave me the synopsis, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Um, I'm like, we'll figure out about the rooftops, <laughs> but they might not happen. And then we kind of had the idea about, you know, a different location. Yeah. Which, uh, which, yeah. Um, uh, up at my parents' house. But, yeah. uh, and then you're like, and also I have a song I already picked out. Yeah. It took a while to get to this. <laughs> <laughs> can it we say what the song is? Yeah, we can say the song. Go ahead. Uh, it's Normal by The Rex. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Nick Anderson. It's a brilliant song. I actually thank you, Casey Anderson, because um, Nick, you are very well, very much thanked as well. But Casey uh, is the one that pointed it out to me. Right. So part of that time frame between And Still We Rise and contacting you was um, molding mm-hmm. my thoughts on like, I knew it wanted to be about mental health and feeling alone, but like, how am I going to convey that in film? How am I going to convey that in dance? What am I going to do? So mm-hmm. like working through the ideas and then it came time to, to choose a song. And my first film, I commissioned the piece. So right. I approached a songwriter and he wrote the music for me. And so I own all rights to it. Um, and that was a really fun, cool experience. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I wanted to work with a local songwriter and do something locally. So I wanted to keep it all local. Yep. So I put out there, you know, searching for local songwriters, contact me if you already have something or if you want to collaborate on a brand new thing, I want this to, to be local. I didn't really put the theme or anything out there. And uh, somebody tagged Casey and Casey uh, messaged me the link to the song. It's the acoustic mm-hmm. version of Normal. and um, Which... 
I think is a. I like it better. I like it better too. I mean, the original is great. Yeah, I like the I like I, the acoustic version is just person, so much more raw. I like acoustic versions of anything. I yeah. think better than the regular. Um, but yeah, it's it's a much more raw and mm-hmm. and stunning piece. And the first listen, I kid you not, the first listen, the whole film was storyboarded in yeah. my brain, and I just wrote it down. I saw every shot. I saw every everything, and I was like, okay. And that's how my brain works. Like I see things in mm-hmm. my brain um, when it has to do with dance. So. Um, the first listen and then I couldn't stop listening to it and seeing it and um, that's when I was like okay Nick (laughs) rooftops (laughs) Um, the original idea was fantastic Um, and I I I would have been it's really hard so hard to do (laughs) yeah but especially since most I was gonna at that point I was gonna require the cast to be over 18 yep and most of our cast was under 18 there was a 12 year old 12 year old who looks not like a 12 year old. Yeah, exactly. I'd originally capped it at 16 and then yeah. I get a message from this mom and she's like, Hey, I will send you video. I will send you photos. She does not look like she's 12. She's mm-hmm. a fantastic dancer. Will you consider her? And I was like, um, sure. Yeah. And she sent me the stuff and I'm like, she's hired. Right. <laughs> she did great too. She was fantastic. Um, so you were able to get the song. We won't go too into the nitty gritty details about that. We will not. And uh, when it you took first... a little bit though, it versus working <laughs> again, learning experience, yeah. commissioned piece uh, like that you are having made yourself mm-hmm. versus purchasing an existing piece that's out yeah. there on the market. Very different experience. And it's a bummer when the artist that wrote the song wants to give it to you, and then yeah. things just the have artist, to work out. The artist and I were on the same page. Yeah. Um, and I was deeply, deeply honored and grateful for what he wanted to do. Um, but the label had other ideas, right? which is, which is the business. Like I don't fault them whatsoever. Mm -hmm. I was prepared. And and I said that, and I was like, you know what? No, I am, I am prepared for this. Like I know how the business runs. Right. And, um, I got this, yo. And yeah, no, it worked out great. They were lovely, lovely to work with. Um, it just, it's a longer process than commissioning Mm -hmm. a piece. So, I mean, when you, at least commissioning a minute 30 piece. You, I'm, if you commission a longer piece, it's yeah. going to take a while. Do you remember when you first had me listen to it and you're like, do you know who this is? Oh, yeah. You, you were like, you know who this is. I'm like, is this Sean Mendez? <laughs> I thought it was. I, I, had never, I had never heard this song before. I know. I was like, so I'm in talks with the label. Yeah. <laughs> and it's somebody you know. And so you were like guessing all these big names. Uh-huh. And the first one I guess was I Sean Mendes. thought for sure yeah. that it was Sean I was Mendes. like, how much money do you think I have? <laughs> um, but oh man, uh, but I mean that just shows how good the song is because yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know. you were listening to it and thinking it was Sean Mendes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, it's a local songwriter. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and then you said who was, and then I got that got me excited. Yeah. Um, I remember. Do you remember what you said? No. You were like, man, we gotta do this. There were other words involved. But like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, man, we gotta do this right. Yeah. Oh yeah. You were like, you were already feeling the pressure. Yeah. And we were <laughs> so many months away from anything. Well, the first film, you know, we, we all kind of just it was a learning experience for everybody. For everybody. And it worked out great. Yeah. Um, this film, I'm like, oh shit, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta, <laughs> we really gotta make this look good. Yeah. Um, and then we, you got into the planning phases, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Listen, I wasn't too involved with the planning last time. Right. Let me in on everything." And I remember, like, you, you set up a, uh, you had the casting, and then you set up a Zoom meeting with the cast. Oh yeah. 
And uh, I, I, I had to have like a Popped meeting in. with New York's best experiences. So I'm yeah. like, no, but I can't miss this. So I like literally walked out of my meeting and, was, and called in. And I'm like, hey, everybody. Hi. <laughs> How's it going? I'm Nick. I'm going to be the directing. It's great to meet you. And I can't wait to work for you. Yeah. <laughs> See you later, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was like, and that was Nick. Yeah. <laughs> we had some of the same cast members. That's totally a, dir- a director thing to do, though. Yeah, it really like, was. Or, uh, uh, you know, a production company thing. Yeah. Just come in and be like, hey. But we had, like, yeah. Julie from the first film. Yeah. And, um, and we had other people. Riley from the first film. We had mm-hmm. other people that um, I had worked with and you had worked with and different. So there were people that knew you, but the newer ones were yeah. like, um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I because thought Because we can that never be serious. That's true. And we can never answer the phone in a serious manner, <laughs> which is hilarious when you call me at like work or at the studio and yeah. have people there because I'm like, hello! Hello! <laughs> everyone's like, what is happening? Um, and that's how you got on the yeah. Zoom call. <laughs> these people that don't know either of us were like what did I get into <laughs> and I thought that because you had said you were, I was like have you found the lead yet and you're like yeah I have and I'm like oh is it Jenna because that's who my oh, mind auto- Jenna, remember yeah. that that's who yeah. my mind automatically went to just from the last one yeah and you're like no it's Riley I'm like which one's Riley <laughs> I couldn't remember <laughs> um yeah but uh man she she's fantastic yeah I I knew early on when she signed on to the film that I wanted her to be the lead mm-hmm. because I know, I know Riley very well. Yep. I've worked with her for the last couple of years. She's an assistant with my archangels and, um, uh, I just knew that she would be perfect for the role, but I wanted, I actually talked to her mom first. Mm-hmm. Um, and her I, mom's wanted, awesome her mom is awesome. This is Riley, by the way, this is Riley. This is Riley. Um, our lead for the film. Um, so I talked to her mom because she's been, she's been through some stuff. Yeah. And, um, and she's very young for what she has gone through. Mm-hmm. And so I said, you know, I'm thinking I want Riley for the lead. Do you think she's going to be okay with this? And mm-hmm. she was like, yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, okay, I just, I don't want to cause. And I said that to my whole cast. I made it very clear that if at any point during filming, this is triggering you mm-hmm. or you're having an, an, an off day and our rehearsals making it worse. Cause this is, this is an emotional film. Yeah. And um, I said, then we, you let me know. We stop immediately and we address what you need first. Mm-hmm. And then the production comes next because your mental health means the world to me because most of the people on this cast have dealt with some sort of mental health issue. Yeah. So that's why they all are so amazing because they get mm-hmm. it. Um, but I was very protective of all of them. Anything, even if it's just a bad day, mm-hmm. you, we stop and you tell me and, and we will address and get you what you need and then we'll move on. Mm -hmm. Um, So I made that very clear to her as well and to her mom. So I thought her mom said something to her yeah, and she didn't. So I just like blurted it out because I thought she knew and it was like shocking. It was, it was so not like, it wasn't like, okay. And the lead is right. Like I was just like, and Riley's our lead. And she was like, like, wait, did you not know? I told your mom like two weeks ago. (laughs) That sounds like an Amy thing to do. mom's like no i didn't tell her i'm like surprise mother bucket i I would have done that a little bit differently had i right i would have made it a little more special than just like blurting it out i think that's kind of cool that you just blurted it out because then she's like the reaction was really amazing yeah Um, i've worked with i've worked i mean i've been doing this now pretty much all my life and i've worked with a lot of other different actors and and these aren't you know these aren't classically trained no. Uh, actors, actors and actresses. They're dancers. They're dancers. Mm-hmm. Um, but every single one of them was just like in it. They were oh, yeah. ready. Yep. 
Um, and I still, I still don't know <laughs> proper dance technique, uh, but I do know emotion and I know yeah. faces and every single person was just like there. They nailed they it. Ready. They nailed it. I'm um, so proud of all of them. And they all got along. They all got along so, so well. well. We we're literally a family yeah. and there was no drama. There was no ego. There yeah. was no, well, I've done this and I've done, my studio does this and my, because we were all from different studios. Mm-hmm. You know, we had people from Dunkirk. We had people from Rochester. We had people from Elmira. We had people from Wellsville. Um, so everyone came from different backgrounds and different places and they mm-hmm. all, the first meeting they all acted like they'd known each other for 20 years. Yeah. And, you know, they, they, they were the best of friends. And that was how every single rehearsal went. Mm-hmm. And um, and you have Riley. I mean, Riley's dance teachers in this. As well, yeah, right? Riley's dance teachers. Yeah. In this. Yeah, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Julie, who I Julie. danced with in college. Yeah. <laughs> she was in the Bothville. Anything that I do, <laughs> same thing. It's the same thing to Julie that I do with yeah. you. Julie's on board for anything. Yeah. I could be like, Julie, you want to fly off a building? She'd be like, when? Mm-hmm. At this point, I'm just like, okay, let's <laughs> do it. <laughs> I lo- and I love that y'all do that. You're like, you know what? Whatever Katie's got, yeah. we're going to do. We might, I we might try so to reel you in sometimes. Katie's brain goes to the well sometimes. <laughs> like, can we fly off a building? <laughs> but no way I think we could <laughs> um, we filmed so all the planning was done I was able to show up to I think one rehearsal just to kind of yeah. meet some and we had the walk around yep. to, and we had, to we, do the location we did the location scouting and we kind of made plans out mm-hmm. there um, so was a, there was a lot more pre-production in this a film lot more. than the yeah. last film yeah. last film I just showed up yeah, well, uh, I mean the location <laughs> like the was already right. you know, yeah. just one location and uh, yeah there wasn't mm-hmm. a whole lot of Reproduction. You were you were sending me videos of how things yeah. were going to go. Um, so it was great though, because when we got there, we, we did that practice on the library lawn yeah. where you were like practicing your shots. With, yeah, we did a lot. And the original idea that I had in there, because well, you had you had oh, the yeah, whole choreography. Yeah. The original idea actually made that final scene. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Um, God, that was a perfect take. It really was. <laughs> That's like the stars aligned. It but, really was. Um, so we were able to, though, with that, since there was so much planning involved, mm-hmm. um, film everything in one It was a 10-hour day. 10-hour day, one day. We were expecting two days. Yep. And uh, yeah. One and then I was like, day. so I got booked for the next one. I was like, day. everybody better be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't like that, no. But it was the, I mean, it was, it was. Um, I mean, people had already booked their be- their up. Airbnbs. Like we were ready for the whole weekend. Yeah. Um, and mm. nobody complained. No one You complained. were getting so nervous. You were like, oh, man, we're keeping them a long time. They loved every minute of it. I, they we ran them ragged. You ran them hard <laughs> I that was tired, day. so. I was too. <laughs> um, but they didn't complain Mm-mm. once. Didn't complain about how long they were waiting between takes because yep. not everyone was in every shot mm-hmm. and some shots took longer than others. It helped that they all got along. Yes, they were, exactly. They were just goofing, they were off. Just goofing off having um, fun. Yeah. Some of their videos that they were doing while we were somewhere else <laughs> shooting, <laughs> it's hysterical. And um, they were they were so fantastic. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I could not have asked for a better cast, yeah. honestly. One girl um, for your favorite scene had to step in because one of the dancers got sick yes so um one of our dancers got sick was in the er so everyone's at the studio and we're just we're having breakfast pizza thanks to nick and um uh, i'm like texting her because she's not there and Mm -hmm. i'm like what's up and she goes um i'm in the er (laughs) i'm like what (laughs) she's like i'm really sick and so um 
they're actually both share names. So I replaced one Caitlin with another Caitlin. Yeah. And she killed it. She killed it. She literally had like an hour to learn it, maybe two hours to learn mm-hmm. it from video because yeah. I was off shooting with you. I literally showed her once or twice in the studio mm-hmm. and then we were off having to start. And um, she learned the rest of it from video. Is one of my favorite scenes. Cause I think it's my favorite she, scene. She, she, I think I can say what she, she does, right? Not not the beforehand. Yeah, yeah. Kind of what happens. So yeah, yeah. in one of the scenes, and and this We're secret in I know. And we're in this particular scene, at the end of the scene, she goes down on this is Latalia. At Latalia, yeah. The Latalia ramp. So there's that that bar there, with the like it's almost like a gate. Yeah. Essentially, you were like, like jail cells. It's yeah. Like a cell, and she like comes down holding on to the the chain and like puts her head down. I'm like, did yeah. you plan that? And you're like, yeah. Well, I planned. That, I, but now I see the meaning. Yeah, and that's the beauty of art, right? Yeah. Everyone sees things differently. So I, I had choreographed it that way. Yep. Of I had choreographed it as she's struggling so hard she mm-hmm. has to physically hold on to something because if you've been in a very dark place, there are times where you feel like you have to hold on to the earth or you're going to fall off. Right. And so I had choreographed it that she was grasping on for dear life. Mm-hmm. And, um, but the way that you had angled yourself to shoot it and you had gotten low, I you had a different perspective yep. and you were like, Oh, it looks like she's trapped in her brain. And I'm like, that works too. Yep. And that's how art is, which yeah. is what I love about art is that it, it both are true mm-hmm. in that instance. So, and she killed it. She nailed that. She did. The emotion in her face and she her body. didn't look at the camera. She didn't look at the camera. Good job. <laughs> we called her rock star so much you didn't know her she looked, name. Because she, she was wearing like these leather pants and this black like I called her rock star because she jacket. learned it in an hour from a video and yeah. she nailed it. And she just looked like a rock star to yeah. me. So. so, But we called her rock star so yeah. much you were like, rock star, what's yeah. your name? <laughs> I still don't remember everybody's name. <laughs> I mean, I remember everybody's name. I, do. I just don't know who's who's. Yeah. Um, but... So where, what are, could you want to say the locations? Yeah. So we started at the terrace, actually thanks to Rick Whitwood for that idea, idea yeah. because we were like, how are we going to do this without the rooftop? Mm-hmm. We had had the secondary location for the final yep. cut, um, replacing the rooftop, but how do we isolate mm-hmm. the main character? And that was the key to the rooftops was isolation. I wanted to start at the, uh, I remember this side because I wanted to start at the, um, the labyrinth, the green, the facet green space as oh, like yeah, a yeah. wink to the last You film. did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was a little too far away from the next location. Yeah. Um, but I had been, I was at my guitar lesson and had been talking to Rick about it. And, um, he was like, well, what about, what about the terrace? And I was yeah. like, that, that actually could work. It is isolating. Mm-hmm. It is above. And that was the whole key was to isolate the main character, uh, right from the first moment yep. have her isolated so and we filmed um, that it nearly great. in sequence too almost nearly in sequence yep car in the way cars jewelry lady jewelry lady <laughs> i won't say it <laughs> she we, was a little snarky <laughs> but we um so we went from there we went to the building with the cool glass out front and the blue door the presidential suite we'll call it uh what what is that building what next to we went to the salon yep so we went to the the library and then the salon. Sorry, I left out oh, the salon. And thank then you. we went to the. And then we went to well, the, to yeah, the Prima Salon. Ardent. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you, Carrie. Carrie. Um, yep. Amazing location with that window. Yep. Um, While people were getting their hair cut, we're yes. in there filming. People were getting. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Julie's blasting people with the speaker. Like at one point she pushed, Julie had the music because I'd be behind you and yeah. Julie's hiding behind the, the um, reception desk on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> so nobody's in the shot. And like the rest of the cast is down because you could see everyone from different angles. Yeah. And um, so Julie hits play and the whole place gets blasted because it's a full bore. Yeah. And the poor people in there trying to get their hair done. I'm so sorry. They, uh, no, I think they were amazing. They, I think they enjoyed it. I think they enjoyed it, was, it too. It was some, some, some elderly women, and they were yeah. just kind of happy to be in yeah, there. They were they watching. So they, yeah, they no one. Do you remember the dude on the bicycle that went by in the one shot? I'm kind of sad we couldn't keep that oh, shot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that's such and a good. There shot. was a lot of. Uh, there was a lot of Easter egg people in there. There was a <laughs> lot of people walking by the salon, but. Um, um, and yeah. then we went down to the, the other building, the door. So that's Ardent Solutions. Yeah. But that is actually the doorway to the old Baldwin Theater. I actually put that in there on purpose okay. because it's one of my favorite places mm -hmm. um, because I've been researching the old Baldwin Theater for about two years now as well. And um, it was an 800-seat fantastic vaudeville theater that Wellsville used to have. It burned down in uh, the early 1900s. And Teddy Roosevelt spoke there twice. Mm -hmm. And John Philip Sousa and his band performed there. Like Massive people uh, were at this theater. And I'm a huge proponent for a historical marker, by yeah. the way. Wink, wink. Um, still waiting for a historical marker for the Baldwin <laughs> Theater. And um, anyway, I have a big project for that that I've been working on for two years. And so I wanted to include that mm -hmm. in my film for me as an Easter egg because uh, that was the entrance. The theater was not connected. To, it was connected to the building, but also separate. There was a walkway behind the building right. that connected it. But you went in through that door. So that's why I kept it. And then we went, we ran across, we ran across the street to Music Alley, which yes. is a lot from, um, from, uh, your and I's perspective is a really cool shot. I love, yeah. love that shot. That yeah. doesn't seem like the way that it was framed. It doesn't even seem like it's in Wellsville. It, it's right. such a cool Are you meaning shot. inside the music? In, inside the music alley. Yeah. yeah. Where, where Riley is digging through the, the, the albums, albums. And then there's... I love that shot. Yeah. He's just... The store is so cool it to is. begin with. Um, and I honestly, when we did our little um, like focus group that we shared the film with, yep. the... the the not finished product. Mm -hmm. um, well, you, I mean, you have to have a focus group. Yeah, so exactly. That, I, I, no, yeah. no. <laughs> they didn't see the final cut. <laughs> Any film festival that might be watching this, they did not oh, see Oh, no, no, it's cut. not a premiere. It's, it's no. literally, they were basically employees. <laughs> yeah, they were giving us feedback. Yeah. And um, one of them was like, I wanted more in the album store. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's really cool. I'm like, well, I'm sorry, but you can come to Wellsville and shop in the album store. Because <laughs> that was like where Riley was like digging through these things, and I'm Her like, she was aggressive, so and I was like, it. okay, okay, we need to tone it back just a little bit. You're because she got much. mad at that guy yeah. in the van just she outside. <laughs> she was chasing the van down Main Street. <gasps> but um, uh, so we did that, and then we went to an alleyway, and we'll just kind of skip over that shot. Um, yeah, that's, well, Latalia. Latalia, yep. Mm -hmm. um, and then we went to the library lawn and then yep. back to the terrace. Back to the terrace. And then we that's... we almost missed. Thank you. To oh, what, whoever... The library. Oh, what's his name? What's his name? Whoever the maintenance person yeah. is. I can't think of his name Thank either. you so much for letting us Thank in because you. they closed and he let us in to do that. We literally, yeah. We were this like... The film would not have happened. No. We would, <laughs> well, we would have had to film the next day. Yeah. We would have had to go on to yeah. another day. Yeah. But they were, we were like, mm -hmm. literally give us three minutes. Yeah. Three minutes. And Riley rocked those scenes. So she that... So fast. That was the scene where I was, where I got chills. Yeah. And was like, I think my initial... And it, hold on. Let me get my... Let me get the beep ready here. <laughs> Uh, you did swear in that take. I did. 
I did because um, the camera goes. Uh, I can explain. Oh yeah. So the camera goes up like this, right to her face yeah, as the, she's the looking drone, down. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. So this is the the, the drone goes up. Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah. This is where she sits down Sitting on the bench down. where we're yeah. doing the transition shot. Yeah. Which I don't think we should talk about. No. But we do this transition shot, and it goes right to her face, and she looks up, and I was just like, "Holy!" <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> because she literally she had said that that much emotion. Like I got chills. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah, and we, had, we literally had less than, like, 10 minutes to yeah. get this done. And she and that's the shot that made it, it into the film, that's that first the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but gosh. Yeah. And then Stefan did this magical transition. Magical, yes. It. Thanks, Stefan. Thank you, Stefan. Um, and then we went, to, we went to my parents' house to do kind of the final scene. Just drove there. around 400 <laughs> times trying to decide on a field. But you got to drive a buggy. I got to drive the 18th. The cast and then got I... to see horses, yeah. and it was great. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Donkey peacocks. We were, we were literally getting out of the vehicles when you had already gotten out and gone, I don't know, to tell your folks or something. And we were just... Oh, I was guiding people in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Telling them where and to we go. were literally going do you think there's animals here? And Nick came out of nowhere magically and he goes, do you guys want to see the horses? And we're like, yeah. <laughs> and there were, um, what are they, they have geese? They have geese, they have peacocks, they have I swear, chickens, I ducks. don't know how we didn't get attacked by the geese because we all go running by them. I was yeah. the only one to notice. Well, Jordan saw them because Jordan loves geese and yeah. she was obsessed. Oh, right, right, right. Um, but I was the only one that was like, y'all, we are angering mm-hmm. The wild beasts. <laughs> We're going to get chased by geese in a minute because everyone's going, horses. And you shouldn't run and scream at right. horses anyway. <laughs> but we are who we are. And I was like, whoa, as they were like getting up and flapping. And I was like, oh, dear. <laughs> We're about to have a situation. Um, but we ended up going to to the top. Above the horses, yeah. yeah. So we drove uh, my truck and buggies. We went buggies. back yeah. We looked at different locations. My, my stepdad actually like mowed this whole area for us. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sorry I didn't use it. <laughs> um, but God, it was perfect time. It was perfect. great and gold because we, we were nervous because we went over filming during the day than what yeah. we wanted to because yeah. we, again, had to wait for the fog to lift. Yes. Um, and the car. <laughs> my car, yeah. Yes. But we... Uh, but the the shots where the sun's just coming through the trees. Beautiful. We couldn't have done it better if we yeah. tried. That that is one of my favorite parts mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons. But I love it when they move just right and the sun yep. just shines right through the trees. This mm-hmm. is a perfect shot. So um, but it was a ten hour day and then mm-hmm. the final the literally quite literally the final shot of the day. Everybody's exhausted. Yeah. They're trying to dance around cold. on this It was suddenly field. really yeah. cold. It had been beautiful went. all day, and now we were freezing. Um, and I was like, listen, I know you're all... I gave my, like, my, my Bill Pullman... <laughs> you did. ...Independence Day speech. <laughs> I was like, listen, Rallying I know you're exhausted. I know you're exhausted. I just don't feel like we have it yet. I just need you to give me everything that you can yeah. for this last shot. And it was it was... There was something that was supposed to happen, which we talked about at when we practiced at the library that hadn't happened yet. And it just like happened this, this take. Yeah. And it's Riley's favorite shot. Yeah. Um, but in it, there's one of the pivotal, what, what I think truly what makes this film, what ties us all together. Cause there's no talking. There's, there's no just talking. Nick's song. There's yeah. Nick singing. And we're just seeing what, you know, that's, which Riley was nominated for, um, best, best new, new actress. actress. Yeah. And, uh, which I think Thank you, is New York Film, New York International Film Awards. Yeah, which he didn't end up winning. 
Um, but the girl who won it also won for Best Actress, so it must have been something pretty gnarly. Must have been amazing, yeah. Yeah, but uh, but Riley didn't speak, so you're literally yeah. just watching her emotions mm-hmm. and her facial expressions and her breathing. Yeah. And speaking of breathing, um, I recorded scratch audio yeah. for the whole thing, so I just had the camera, the camera mics, and the last scene. In other ones, they did a certain move, and for this one, I'm like, why don't you stay up? Yeah. Just, just Riley. Yeah, because they all dropped at the end. Right. Well, Riley was supposed to pop up anyway. Right. Yeah. But, well, they came up. Yeah. As well. And I was like, stay down. Up yeah. to everybody else. I'm like, Riley, you stay up. Everybody else, stay down. And the camera, again, goes right. That, that's actually that's the shot. part of the shot. And she's breathing so heavily because the poor thing is exhausted. It was a lot of work. <laughs> it's exhausted. The, the, the field choreography is a lot. And uh, when we were when we came back and and I actually edited this in reverse. I think I told you that. Yeah, because so you, I, because that night you were like, I couldn't help myself. Yeah, because <laughs> I wanted to. So this whole this whole film is actually edited in reverse order. Yeah. Because if you don't have that ending, right, then you don't have as as powerful as a film as it is right now. Yeah. Um. But she's like, just like. <sighs> And I'm, and I'm like, I need to find a way to get this sound because we had we had the track blasting so that way yeah. everybody could keep on time and everything. Yeah. And I think I mixed it. We finally mixed it in a way. We even had Riley come in, come here to yeah. like do some foley like yeah. breathing, and it just we didn't made work her out. run. We made her run around the church full bore. Yeah, and so and then like Nick's waiting at the computer with the microphone, and she's doing laps yep. around the top level of the church, and she comes right into the microphone. <sighs> <laughs> like wait but look at the video you got to do it like you do in the film breathe in <sighs> but it just it, it just hard. didn't it didn't, it didn't work it, it well it worked but it didn't it didn't, it have, didn't the have the same emotion. impact yeah and then like because it's running around the church yeah. versus being in the moment of the film yeah. and i remember i literally like called you and was like i'm a i'm a bleeping idiot like why didn't i just do this and i did that and it worked yeah. Out. Yeah. <laughs> so I but brought Riley up. Riley got the experience the of running around the church. Yeah. So, <laughs> and they got a they got a little sneak peek of the film too. They weren't mad. Well, no, I, I think it was fair that that she would be the first one out of the cast. I think to so. See it. Yeah, um, I think so. Um, but uh, I mean, because I mean, she's an actress, so she's allowed to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, and we were bringing her in to yeah. two-hour drive to breathe in a microphone. <laughs> And it so. still wasn't the final version. Of no, it the, wasn't uh, the final film. version. No. But, uh, but, but that was our first, uh, that was before we sent it out to our focus group. So that, that was. was like our first, like, yeah. how are people going to react to this? Yeah. And we got the reaction that we needed. We did. <laughs> we did get the reaction that we needed. I, I loved doing the focus group, actually. I loved yeah. getting people's reaction to it because um, mm. everyone said something different, yeah. which was good. Um, and and he, nobody was like, you know what? It kind of sucked. We got to do this. Yeah. No, <laughs> no everyone had great stuff to say. I remember I showed one person and they just started crying. Yeah. And I was like, holy. <laughs> like before, oh, yeah, before you told the, me even that. like the, yeah. before the like really, 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 the whole the whole film is powerful. The whole film is emotional. Yeah, but that that like final crescendo there. Yeah, it's so huge. They were crying before that even happened. Yeah, what I love, one of my favorite things about this film is that it is so emotional. Yeah, that's Katie can't do anything fun. I, everything I do, <laughs> we <laughs> talked about that too. <laughs> Except for when I'm choreographing tiny humans, yeah. of course, it's I was like, fun. One day, Kate will do something that's happy. <laughs> I don't, probably not. Yeah. Because <laughs> the next one is already, whoa, don't do it. We're good. <laughs> I almost just spilled I already did that. <laughs> uh, um, but 
I I don't know. I just like things that are emotional. I think mm-hmm. everyone can relate to it. I've always done it. My first um, choreography piece at Fredonia for my my final was, it was choreography class, mm-hmm. and it was my final exam was a piece about my dad being diagnosed with cancer and the emotions that I went through as a daughter, um, you know, possibly losing. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, it was freshly diagnosed, two months to two years. We were under the two-year time frame. So at, at any moment, basically, in my brain, like this could mm-hmm. happen. And um, so that was an emotional piece. And I just have always gravitated to that because I think that it helps the most. I mean, mm-hmm. I am a comedy person as well, which is what's funny about it. If you want me to do a play or, or a musical, like I'm going to gravitate to the comedy spot. Yeah. If somebody's having a bad day, I'm going to be the jokester. Like I'm, you know, right now we're I'm in, more of a comedy person too. Yeah. This is why, <laughs> this is why we're never serious. Um, but you're talking about, we're trying to figure out a musical for the, the high school mm-hmm. and it's hard. And so I, it's, I can feel the stress of like mm-hmm. the conversations. It's not, not bad. Just like, Oh my gosh, what, what can we possibly do? Like we've got a, we're also putting a time limit on ourselves. And so I could feel like this building like, Oh, we got to get this done. So I just started throwing out like haha film, mm-hmm. haha musicals because I, I'm the jokester. I have to make you laugh. If I feel tension, I'm going to do what I need to do to make you laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's funny that what I create is the polar opposite of what I am. Um, But everyone relates to that. Everyone has the down like emotions. That's one of the magical things about this film um, is that no matter what you're going, it's not one certain thing. Right. It's very broad and it touches every single person. Yeah. Um, And that's what one of my friends said in the focus group. They said um, they gave, it was the same person that was like, I wanted more of the vinyl (laughs) store. Um, And then they were like, um, we said, tell us how this makes you feel. That was the question. That was, that was, that was kind of the guidelines we set. We're like, we don't want to know about We're not the shots or anything. Con- we just want yeah, to know about criticism. the emotion. We just want you, yeah, yep. how did this make you feel? Yep. And um, my friend can't help himself. He's got to give constructive criticism, and which I expected when I said it. And um, But then he goes, to answer your question, how does this make me feel? One word, scene. Yep. And I was like, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I was saying, um, it's funny that, that this is such an emotional film. It's a very yeah. heavy film. Um, and... There was there was so much fun that day, goofing off. Yeah, all of us. I think laughter that's was one, the key. That's what that's what was so fascinating about Riley as well, is she could oh, yeah. literally go from like, you know, she's a teenager, yeah. so she's like, serious. And then and then I was like, okay, action, and her face literally would just be like, yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh, calm down, child. And they were all that way. Yeah, they were and all that way. I got and I got super connected with with Riley because obviously she was in the camera the most. Yeah, and then she reminded me so much of myself and Gwen. Yeah. So I'm just like, you get that fatherly like, yeah. like, are you okay? Like she <laughs> fell one time. Like, are you okay? <laughs> um, yeah. But we were walking out after filming the one scene on the on the terrace, um, the second scene on the terrace. Oh yeah. And um, do you remember what I said to you? Um, was it? Uh, oh my God, Kate, this is going to affect a lot of people. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I can, ooh, excuse me, you heard that. But I can, <laughs> darn you, gingerbread chai. Oh. But I was, um, you know, as we were filming it, I'm like, I can see it. And I could see your vision before, but yeah. you never know what it's going to be like. And then again, we had so many. That was actually after the first terrace, and we were walking down to the salon. Was it the first yeah. terrace? Yeah. Oh. And that, that's when it was hitting you, what we were creating. Yeah. 
and you and you get because once you hear the song and see these you movements with the song, it's like yeah. whoa. Yeah. And Nick still hasn't seen this. Nick has not seen this. Uh, Nick Nick Anderson Nick who Anderson. wrote the song. Um, and he's he's the one that I'm like, oh my god, what's he gonna think of this? The thing is, it's, it's winning awards now. It is winning awards. already. It's already, it's only been <laughs> and it's on with the, his song. Yes, and it's only been on the film festival circuit a few weeks. Yeah, and we were nominated for four awards with mm-hmm. the New York International Film Awards. We won one yep. with uh, an honorable mention for best ensemble. It, uh, one one for best uh, best dance choreography. Yep, which is like. Gotta be massive. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, we were up against what four films in that category? Yep. And um, five from around the world. Mm-hmm. Like that was insane to me. Because it's international. And actually, I yeah. think we were well, one I mean, of it the few domestic that, yeah, films. Yeah, we, we that had were a couple like, domestic films. And it is an international film festival, but it doesn't mean that you're going to have those in your category. You yep. know, because there's tons of categories. And um, it, I actually didn't notice the best ensemble honorable mention. Mm-hmm. So we got nominated for best um, new actress mm-hmm. and best ensemble, um, best dance choreography and best music video. And because some film festivals don't have dance films, so we have to right. put it under music video mm-hmm. um, or short films sometimes, but you got to place it where it fits. If it won best music video, that would be like a massive slap for Nick too. <laughs> right? <laughs> hey, the Rex, we yeah. have a good music video for you. We talked about that actually when, yeah. we, when we were editing it. Um, but uh, so I got the notification in my email that our judging status had changed, mm-hmm. which is what the notification is. It comes through and it says you're judging um, status has changed mm-hmm. and you open it up and it tells you, um, Hey, you won. Yeah. And you have to click in to the website to see what you won. And it doesn't tell you an email what you won. <laughs> so I'm like having to go through all the categories and I'm like, Oh, not that one. Oh, not that one. Oh, not that one. And then the last one I saw was best dance choreography. And I was like, what? Yeah. Oh, I was not expecting it. I really was not expecting it. And, um, because, I'm like looking in the category and I have not seen those films either, but I was like, Oh my gosh, there's no way I'm yeah. winning this. And, um, I was just, I was rooting for the ensemble and for Riley. And, um, so then it says click here for your certificate. And so I click into it and it opens up best ensemble. And I was like, Oh, I'm sorry, folks. We've made an error. Right. <laughs> we did not win best ensemble. And I was not, I was not seeing honorable mention. And so I was like digging through like, who do I contact? Somebody made the wrong certificate. Mm-hmm. And, um, cause it says right on the certificate, you are not alone, best ensemble. And then, so I got back to the the award page and I scrolled down more. The honorable mentions were at an add-on yeah. from the original nomination list. There wasn't, because there's no honorable mentions in a nominee. Um, so they had added it below and mm-hmm. all the honorable mentions were listed. I didn't scroll down that far. And I was like, oh, no, we actually are honorable mention for best ensemble, you guys. Yeah. So that was a really incredible um, experience. And now we're awaiting results from Cans. 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 We are an official selection. Yeah. And now a finalist, which I really didn't put out on social media. I think I put it on our story once because I just, you know, I, <laughs> scares me. It scares me a little bit to it's share these things. It's like the black cat things. crossing the street. You don't want to jinx it. I know. I just am <laughs> like, and I'm never one to boast either. Like, I don't really, mm. you know, do that stuff. And so I only do it when it's time to market something, you know? Yep. And, um, so I, I don't want to be like, hey, guess what? <laughs> Another one. You know what I mean? So and even just being nominated. Crazy. At Cannes is just being selected. Huge. Yeah, selected. Yeah. So the way that Cannes, everyone works differently. So you have to select it and then they do the nomination. Right. Where other ones, the official selection is 
last. Yeah. So um, can, the way Kansas is doing it is official selection, then semifinalists, then mm-hmm. finalists, then nominees, then the award winners. Yep. So we are currently finalists, and tomorrow comes out the nomination. And tomorrow, the the trailer, trailer drops. Out. So by the time people are going to be listening to this, it was actually yesterday <laughs> that the trailer that the trailer dropped. Yes. Yes. Um, but I think uh, I think we ran out of time to kind of show some behind the scenes stuff. But oh, no. I would like to show. We could let's try to show the trailer. Yeah, I mean it's attached to me, so we should be able to. Yeah, and it's my film, so you should be able. It'd be no different than like hands showing it. Yeah. So you want to try it? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, real quick before we show the trailer, uh, I just want to appre- just let's do this last, just in case okay. it does get blocked off. Oh, um, yes. I just want to appreciate. Um, you coming on, appreciate you having me involved in this um, project. It's become a very special place inside me as well. Uh, and um, I know that people are going to be asking when they can see it. Mm. And it has to wait until the festival, because there's a massive festival that, yeah. fingers crossed, and if it does, it won't be until probably May or June before we... Right, so... We're in. We're still awaiting results from multiple festivals, and I still might enter it in a few more. There's yeah. ones that are mental health based film festivals that I'm waiting to open up. They're mm-hmm. they're not allowing entries at this point, um, and so they'll be opening up in the next couple of months, and we'll submit there too. Yeah. But um, some film festivals let you premiere it before they announce results and others do not. You yeah. cannot show this film, um, or you're disqualified. And we are in one of those ones that that require that because it's big. It's a big one. And um, I will be on the floor if we, <laughs> if we <laughs> get selected. Um, but please, God, give it, please. Should we, do you think we should give people a hint? We can just say the location of it. How about that? Well, you can't say the exact location of it because then it gives it away. No, I know. But you can say kind of like, is it in this state? It is in this state. There we go. It is It is a New York-based film festival in the, yeah. In, in New, New York state. In- <laughs> In this land, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere in this state, um, which has so many. There's so many film festivals. But no, there's one major one. Mm-hmm. And if you're a film festival buff, you know exactly what we're talking about. Top three. Yeah. And um, yeah, because Katie has big dreams. And if, we, if we cross off cans, there's only, there's only there's two more. only two more <laughs> that could possibly be in New York. So let's cross off Sundance right now. It's not Sundance because that's not New York. But um, oh, we're giving too much. We're giving too much. Right. Uh, but um, that one's not New York, so we already give that one away. But that one requires, and so that one doesn't announce until April. Yep. So if we're not selected, we can show it mm-hmm. like May, June. If we right. are, then we can't show it till like August because they want the premiere. And we are going to plan like a true mm-hmm. Hollywood style. Oh yeah, we're going premiere. big. Yep, going big. Uh, so um, if anybody is involved with the movie theater. In Wellsville, please, 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 please let us show. Open it just enough for us to be able to show this. Because it's a Wellsville, it is truly a Wellsville film. 110%. We have filmed on Main Street. The majority of our film, 98% of this film is on Main Street. My parents' house is in Wellsville. Yeah. And um, we've shown, we were inside businesses, outside businesses. Businesses didn't even know that their business was in this (laughs) film. It is like full on shots. It's like a marketing video for Wellsville. And, um, we want to have the premiere in Wellsville and I want to have it at the movie theater because Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. 
it's it's um, doing really well. And if it does, if it continues to do cans alone, I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> and um, uh, so if, if, if it's going to premiere in Cannes, France, can we please premiere it in the Wellsville <laughs> movie, movie theater? theater? Um, Full red carpet and all. Like, we're going big, guys. Limo. Limo. But thank you for coming on. Um, please go follow um, the Facebook page You Are Not Alone yes. it is the film's Facebook page um, that's where the trailer uh, has premiered yesterday um, but we're going to try to premiere, uh, play it here right. uh, just for those of you and who all, can see it and all then award updates the, will be on Yeah, we also have the Instagram page You Are Not Alone You are not uh, the Instagram page is you are not alone dot film okay. because that's a very common phrase for uh, mental health we actually took it out of the song though but um, uh so follow either page, follow mm-hmm. both pages, um, because it does help market yep. the, the film. But um, all of our updates for film festivals and premiere information will be mm-hmm. on the socials. So follow yep. the social page. Um, so, but thank you for coming on. Thank and you for please see this thank film. Thank you for always does doing my crazy, yeah. <laughs> crazy thoughts. You already know the next one. I enjoy it. I don't know the next one. You yeah. haven't explained it to me yet. Well, uh, yeah, I didn't give you full details, but I announced yeah. it at the cast party. Yeah. Because they were like, what's next? What's next, Miss Katie? Oh, yeah. That one's yeah. Gonna be tough yeah. for me uh, to do, because too. Because <laughs> Katie doesn't do fun things. Yeah. I, I do crazy <laughs> things. I do heart-wrenching things. Um, but no, thank you very much. I can't physically do this without you. Yeah. And, but you are also um, my partner in crime, like we talked about at the cast party. Like, I wouldn't do it with anyone else. So I bet I hope not. We're... <laughs> If, if if Spielberg or Cameron call. <laughs> I, I said that in something, too. I was like, sorry, Stephen, you wanted full rights to this. I need Nick. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of Nick, Nick, thank you so yes. much for Nick Anderson. Nick thank Anderson. you so much for letting us use your song. Your amazing um, song. You is... can hear the song. It is out now. It's yeah. called Normal. Normal, um, the, the acoustic, acoustic version. version. Um, it is got a love story. Um base mm-hmm. to the song but the lyrics are what got me the yeah. the lyric of what does it take to be normal why can't i be normal and those are all things that anyone mm-hmm. that has struggled has thought at one point or another this why am i not normal perfect choice for songs perfect um, choice for, for a song video. which is why i fought hard yeah. for this <laughs> song and nick fought hard nick fought really hard for yeah. us to have this project and i am forever grateful for the um amount of fight he put up for us to yeah. to have this song so um also nick when you're home if you want to come on the podcast yes and we're both named nick we have amazing names <laughs> all right nick squared yeah <laughs> um but thank you kate um just in case this does get muted i can cut off here but yeah. thank you for coming on and oh, thank you. please follow the socials for the you are not alone film, film. all right here we go it's gonna, gonna take me a second oh to, uh, i still think you should do a behind the scenes shot just throw one in there all right Let's see here. Um, Technology. <laughs> All right, you want to do, do a behind the scenes? Yeah. Let's find one. I don't know what you have. I have everything. You have everything. You probably have things I don't even know. I do. Ooh, don't want to show any of those. Ooh, don't look at the screen. Why don't we do, since we talked about it so much, why don't we do, can we do the shot um, on the terrace? You want to, do you want to do that? So a little shot? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Are okay. you talking about the one where you swore? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you want to? Yeah, I'm fine with that. Because uh, I actually don't have too away. much. I don't have too much behind the scenes stuff on here. I yeah. Well, yeah, you can show. I, there's just the, the two clips that I want shown. We got to keep something secret. Something secret. You got to come see the film for the whole thing. 
Where is that shot? Oh, we filmed it before. That's right. That's right. And I will say we only we never we never really we were always on the same page about things, but there was one thing that we weren't on the same page for about thirty seconds for because you did not want to include a shot, and I was and I never wanted. To, I'm usually like Nick, you know more than I do. Whatever you want to do, as long as the dance looks good, we're and it's in the right order, we're fine. But I was like, no. We have to have this shot. This what shot are you doing? Needs to be in it. And then, and then you put it in, and then you took it out. And I was like, Nick, <laughs> I need that shot in the film. This was me being anal about a specific the look of it. Thing. Yeah, but I think it adds to it. I don't. It th- I don't think anyone's really even going to notice. I think they're going to be so into the emotion, they're not going to notice it. But all right, let's play this in here. Look at this shot. I'll put that actual clip. I was gonna in. say I can't hear it at all. I'll yeah. put that actual clip. It's actually oh. good and went the volume down. But I was just thinking, I'm like, I don't know why we were fussing over showing that one because that's in the trailer. <laughs> I know it is. Oh, it is in the trailer. <laughs> all right, so here it is, um, the trailer, and uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you so much. I just wanna see the world like everybody else does. I just wanna fall in love like everybody else does. How come it's so hard for me? How come it's so hard for me? Everybody else does. I just wanna fall in love like everybody else does. How come it's so hard for me? How come it's so hard for me? Why don't I get to be normal?